0: And I was sitting there, barbecue sauce on my (laughs) ditties.
1: Hey, y'all. What's up? Hello.
0: I just did a little burp.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that's riveting stuff.
0: (laughs) You're welcome. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's the end of the episode. Goodbye. (laughs) So um, while I was waiting for Sam to join our little studio here, Um, Logan went to go let the dogs out and he came back in and he's, he was about to shut the door and then he like popped his head back in and he's like, is this your episode today? And I was like, yeah, it is. And he's like, oh Jesus Christ, I'll see you tomorrow then. (laughs) 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 Because I have 45 pages of notes and I'm not even done researching
0: Holy shit, bitch. I need to... You need to tell me what topics to do so I can actually find some topics with more info. Like, Pride was a good one. I had a good 11 pages of notes or something, uh-huh. but 45. Let me get a pillow yeah. and a baba and get ready. 45 pages of notes.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay, so... um <laughs> Yeah, okay. <laughs> I i had a completely different topic like fully researched and done and that that topic is also really fascinating but then i finished researching that which on its own i think there was like 30 pages of notes for that but um um, and then i was like sitting on my couch just like kind of scroll like proofreading all that Uh, research on the other topic and then this one came to my mind and i sat down and i found this article and like kind of went off of that and typed the entire thing out i forget how long it was but then i found two other sources that were absolute gold mines we're talking about um the missing hikers in panama
0: panama like panama central panama or like panama new york south america South America. I I was yeah. I said Central Panama. I meant like the Panama. I I don't know what I meant. I meant what you said but just can't speak.
1: That is South America, right? Yes. I think I yeah, I thought so. I think sometimes <laughs> they
0: do call it like Central America cuz isn't it closer to like the in between of South and North America? I think so. We are not geography teachers on this podcast. I've never been good at geography. I'm a little bit directionally challenged. So I don't know anything. <laughs> What if I just did a whole episode on geography and was like, told you that all of the heights of the mountains and the depths of the ocean and be like, if you take two steps to your left, you will rise in elevation by three quarters of a centimeter. We'd have to pull Logan in for that one and be like, tell me about the outdoors.
1: Oh God. It'd be like a six
0: hour episode. (laughs) It would. Teach me about trees, Papa. (laughs) (laughs) I would like to ask you, what are you educating us on today, Papa?
1: I'm educating you on the mysterious disappearance and deaths of Chris Kramer's and Lisaan Froon. Um, um, I don't
0: think I know anything about it unless I've seen like something in passing on like Dateline or something. But like mm-hmm. off the top of my head, no. It's a wild case, and there's like a lot
1: of unanswered questions. And to the the Panamanian government it's solved but there's so many like discrepancies and like things that don't make sense and I'll get into all this obviously but so I want to actually shout out my two main sources really quick because they were absolutely freaking incredible so the first one is um it's called imperfectplan.com it just has everything so much detail and there's another blog that I found that I will link where this girl she translated all like the interviews and like Um, the girls' diary entries and stuff from Dutch to English. So people would be able to, yeah, it's really cool. And then I also listened to a podcast called Lost in Panama. Hydrate.
0: Hydrate, rejuvenate, castrate. (laughs) (laughs) I did a finger gun, just so everyone knows, because I'm that bitch. (laughs) I don't know. It's true. I don't know what's wrong with me. Maybe it's because I've got pizza coursing through my veins. (laughs)
1: I also wanted to mention, this is probably gonna be more than one part due to the fact that I have 45 pages of notes and I'm not done uh, researching, but I'm gonna try to get them out as soon as possible because I don't like when I have to wait super long for like different parts. And the only reason I'm breaking it up is because there's a ton of information in this and I don't want to like overwhelm people with it all at once.
0: And, ready to... and my note before you start is I will try to, you know, keep my commentary to a minimum with the way that I've been acting already for the first half an hour we've been talking pre and during recording. I don't know how well that's going to go, but I promise I'm going to try okay. so hard. It's all right. That's who we are. <laughs> True. True. But I'm really excited also... to hear your
1: like your opinion on like all of this. So,
0: Beach, you know I got some opinions, so I'm ready.
1: <laughs> Chris Kramer's and Lisan—I don't know the correct pronunciation. I've seen Lisan and I've seen Lisan, so I'm gonna say Lisan. Lisa and Froon, their story—I um, don't remember exactly where I saw it but um it was like years ago and it has just like stuck with me ever since i desperately want to know what happened to these two young women who vanished while on a hike in panama the panamanian government has their official version of what happened but I, and many others, aren't so sure. The official investigation into this case leaves much to be desired and did not do justice for Chris and Lisanne. Simply claiming that they got themselves lost and perished, while there may have been more factors involved that were out of their control, is
0: unjust and unfair. Yes, with most cases like this where people are lost.
1: Yeah, I'll obviously get into my opinion on what happened, but I don't think that they just got lost.
0: Um, Let me share my, my theory before we get started. Okay. It was a bear. It was (laughs) the cocaine bear. Not that I'm ever going to probably watch that movie.
1: I will never watch it, I won't think.
0: Because it looks really stupid and like it would give me a lot of anxiety.
1: Yeah. Chris and Lisanne were two friends in their 20s who visited Panama in March of 2014. They grew up in the same town in the Netherlands, and they actually met when they worked together at a local cafe in Amersfoort. Of the two friends, Chris was the extrovert. She was also described as cheerful, intelligent, spontaneous, and outspoken with striking red strawberry blonde hair. She was about five foot five, and she'd recently graduated from university with a degree in social education and had plans to study art history when she returned from Panama. She'd also previously done work in psychiatry, helping people with severe addictions,
0: which I think is mm. really cool. She sounds Um, really cool, like lights up a room, super cool person, all that fun stuff, which is always how these stories start, which pisses me right the fuck off.
1: I know, and both these girls were like my age, like they're like a year older than me and I like relate to both of them in like different ways, which I think is why I'm so interested in this, but she was born on August 9th, 1992, and she was the middle child with an older brother, and I did look up the pronunciation for this, but there were like many, so... I just picked the one that seemed okay to me, but it's Shores and it's spelled S J O R S. And that's, that's super older, cool. Yeah. And her older brother, that's her older brother. Her younger brother is named Tyne and it's spelled T I J N. That's cool too.
0: Those J's would just throw me the fuck yeah. off. Like the jarpet and the japes. <laughs> <laughs> she loved theater and she
1: was super artistic. She loved going to festivals, and her her favorite bands were Pearl Jam and Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. She had a boyfriend at home in the Netherlands, and she also kept a diary just like Lisanne. Like, they were both avid journal writers, which comes back later on. But Lisanne was six feet tall with dark blonde hair, and she was born September 24th, 1991. I, I relate a lot to Lisanne in a lot of ways. She seems like a... With especially
0: the height... I was gonna say when you said six foot tall, I said, Okay, we found the Haley. I'm 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 uh Chris and you're the ha- you're the Lasanne. I'm the Haley. <laughs> you're you're the Haley. And I'm <laughs> a piece of shit. <laughs> I'm
1: sorry. Thanks for checking in. I'm still a piece still of a garbage. Still a piece of garbage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So um, was- <laughs> I'm sorry, you were like all right, back to it. Lisanne was said to be thoughtful, intelligent, empathetic, and a bit shy. Her favorite band was Coldplay, and she also kept a diary, like I said. And she brought her diary to Panama. I believe Chris did as well. Um, Other than the dark
0: blonde hair, you guys are doppelgangers.
1: Yeah, but this next part is not me. (laughs) Oh, okay. She was a gifted athlete and had played on her college volleyball team. She'd recently earned her degree in applied sciences. Um, she was also an experienced alpine hiker, and she was a photography buff. Okay.
0: So. Those, it it kind of like left you when they said the athletic thing, but then came back to you with the hiking and the photography. Although, what is an alpine hiker? Like, you're specifically good at hiking in those types of terrains, or what does that mean? Let's see.
1: Oh, it's just mountain climbing. What an interesting way to say that. A few weeks before they headed to Panama, Lasanne had moved in with Chris, and they decided to celebrate their graduating university with a two-month vacation in Central America. So you were right. It's Central America, not South. So
0: Yay, I was right for once in my life. <laughs> they, I'm a geography master. <laughs> <laughs> They planned a
1: hike, sightsee, and learn some Spanish. They also had plans to volunteer with the local children. They had actually gathered money from the, from friends and family to buy toys for the children before they headed to Panama. So they're just like Aww. the sweetest people on earth.
0: That's so nice. And also, um, how did two students freshly out of university afford a two-month fucking trip?
1: They save money at their job. They're like responsible, which I can't relate to. <laughs>
0: Well, and also probably, I'm I'm assuming if they're from the Netherlands, they probably don't have as much college debt as we here do.
1: Chris developed a love for South America after a holiday in Peru with her parents, and Lisanne had never traveled further than southern Germany with her parents. On March 14th, 2014, Chris and Lisanne caught a plane in Amsterdam and traveled to Costa Rica. Then took a connecting flight to the islands Bocas del Toro in Panama.
0: Bocas up, del Toro.
1: I looked up the Sorry. pronunciation for these, but I'm still probably not gonna pronounce them 100% correct. But
0: as long as, do as you give best. it a good old college try, that's all that matters. True.
1: When they got there, they spent some time on the coast learning Spanish and, and enjoying the local food and drink. They documented like everything from the start of this trip. So from photos retrieved from LaSan's camera, and entries in both of their diaries, the girls enjoyed a relaxed beach vacation that consisted of cooking classes, language school, and socializing with people their own age. They even met two Dutch travelers named Edwin and Boss, who were visiting the area at the same time, and these two uh, were interviewed later on by police, and they were ruled out as suspects.
0: Damn, it! that was my first thought, was... <gasps> yeah. Especially with the name, like, Boss. How is it spelled? I know. B-A-S. I had a feeling it was that or B-A-U-S. Wow. Yeah.
1: So this is one of Lisanne's diary entries that she wrote shortly after her arrival. She says, wow, what a trip. Luckily, I almost forgot about it already upon arrival in the beautiful and cozy Bocas del Toro. I would not want to be found dead in San Jose, although the chance of this is quite high in San Jose. But I could live in Bocas for the rest of my life. Maybe when I ever retire i am sitting in the sun which i can't hold out much longer by the way and then in parentheses hot with an exclamation (laughs) point (laughs) oh and i take a good look around me at my new accommodation for the next two weeks the heat is already very special by the way even in the shade i have the feeling that i can still burn alive but despite this the sun is actually quite nice how intensely happy it can make a person kittens stray cats yes they are regular customers here they walk everywhere Just like many
0: salamanders, even in the shower. (laughs) Okay, a salamander in the shower is better than a spider in the shower. Yeah,
1: yeah. If they manage to keep the spiders away, they could actually become my best friends. (laughs) I just fucking predicted that.
0: And I also think it's kind of crazy that she's talking about death so much, like, die in San Jose if you could. And then she's like, boil or melt, whatever the hell she said in the sun is like, scary, weird, foreshadowing. Ominous
1: she goes on to say we have also seen a dolphin the ultimate enjoyment drinking from a coconut a real one yes and getting sunburned I worked well on my tan what more do you want
0: (laughs) it's almost like so this is also how I write like someone's gonna read it one day yeah which is also kind of like an ominous thing but I don't know how do if you journal do you journal like someone will read it one day
1: I don't really journal. Like, I, I've tried a couple times, but I just feel silly writing about it because I know nobody's ever going to read it except me.
0: Yeah. So I, I go back and forth. Like, I'm going to write this like everyone's going to read it or like I'm mm-hmm. talking to the journal or I'm just going to be in, completely incoherent like normal.
1: Madison keeps journals. She has like tons. On March 29th, Chris and Lasan moved in with their host family in Boquete, a city on the west side of the country. Boquete is very small. It's nestled in the cloud forest of Panama between coffee farms and cow pastures. Chris and Lisanne planned to stay with this family while they worked as volunteers, teaching the children in the school. When they got there, they expected to get straight to work, but instead the language school and the teaching program weren't ready for them. And I guess the head of the school who was going to be training them had an emergency out of town and there was nobody to cover for her. So oh, they had okay. all this all this
0: free time suddenly, I guess. Also, I wonder what it smelled like living there. If it was between coffee farms and cow farms, yeah, like yum and yuck,
1: <laughs> or it mixes to be- make like a beautiful scent.
0: I know, and this is I don't like the smell of like cow manure or anything, but I like the smell of farms. Yeah, and I l- fucking love the smell of coffee. So mm-hmm. it might have been delightful. So
1: in Chris's last diary entry. Um, she wrote the day before she went missing she recorded how she felt about this quote we were not received openly and did not feel welcome at all unexpectedly to us we also did not understand what what exactly was going on it turned out that there was no place or work for us after all this week so we couldn't get started yet it was it was really a huge disappointment well let's go with the panamanian flow then (laughs) oh my god
0: that's terrible it's cute but wow that like yeah what i came here to do something and now it's just not happening yeah and i
1: guess the the um i think it was like the head of the school or something was like super pissed because they didn't really know that much spanish yet but the reason they were there it was to learn spanish
0: right i was just about to say like wasn't that the whole point yeah yeah i don't understand i don't either so chris's father hans kremers
1: stated in a dutch talk show that the staff from the spanish language school in boquete who had helped organize the volunteer work had actually sent a confirmation email three days before they were supposed to start their volunteer work confirming that their start was on that monday and then they get there and they're told
0: yeah it's really weird i don't like that
1: yeah miriam how would you pronounce this g-u-e-r-r-a I'm just gonna say Miriam. Miriam, actually she was the homeowner um, of the place where the girls were staying. She described the girls as smart and shy. She said the girls were quote restless. On the first evening with the host family, Chris read a book in the girls room while Lisanne spent time with Miriam in the living room. Which it just kind of struck me because it's it's said that Lisanne is more of like an introvert but she spent time out with this the stranger hanging out with her which like is awesome and then Chris was in her their room
0: that's what I was just thinking like something yeah. was off
1: yeah despite not being fluent in Spanish Lisann was able to explain to Miriam that they didn't know what to do with their unexpected free time eventually the girls decided to explore the area for the next few days Miriam brought them breakfast in their room on Sunday March 30th their second day in Boquete and the girls told her they planned to walk around town and learn more about the place which they did, and they took a ton of photos, which I'm actually going to add another link in the show notes that has, like, every single photo, if you guys want to see. Some of them are, like, Ooh.
0: That
1: was there's, everyone there's, chiming in. There's so many. But the photos show them out and about in town that day, and they returned back to their host family before sunset. Allegedly, they had all sorts of sightseeing tours scheduled for the next week, which would have been April 1st through the 6th on April 1st, 2014, the girls left their host family's place mid-morning to hike the Pianista Trail, and residents at the start of the trail claimed to have warned the girls not to walk the trail alone, but they decided to hike the trail anyways, and they had done some research on it, um, according to, like, um, search history and, like, stuff on the school
0: computers. That seems weird know. to me. Like, I could understand doing the research, of course, but I don't know if I actually believe that people warned them multiple times not to go and then they decided to just go yeah I don't know especially the school person seeing as how like they had already gotten a confirmation email about everything and then all of a sudden like no one knows what the fuck is going on I yeah. I, I, I don't know I, I'm starting to cultivate theories in my head already
1: yeah it's you're gonna cultivate so many they wrote prior to the hike on Facebook that they in- intended to walk around Boquete and Chris also sent her boyfriend a text saying they were going for a hike they took a taxi to the trailhead that morning. Their driver, Leonardo Arturo Gonzalez, said he dropped them off at 1.40 p.m. And two staff members of the language school confirmed that they had seen the girls leave shortly after 1. But the timestamps on Lisanne's camera suggest that they started their hike at 11 a.m. And that's one of the many inconsistencies mm. There's so many inconsistencies in this case, so like be prepared for My that. My <laughs> only
0: question about that would be, what's the time difference between the Netherlands and? Panama? I think it's like a
1: it's like a six-hour difference, if I'm seeing correctly. So like it and 11 it to one's only three. Yeah.
0: So it wouldn't be because of that. Yeah. As far as we know.
1: So this part really freaks me out. But Leonardo, the taxi driver, he was later found dead in the Estee river on march 3rd 2015 just before the panamanian government closed the case um a climbing instructor i know me too a climbing instructor named caesar was in the area when leonardo drowned he didn't see the incident directly but found his body immediately afterwards and he said quote it's a strange thing it's easy to swim here with no strong current and we never heard any cries for help or splashing like he was in trouble we know he didn't hit his head on a rock because there was no blood or bruising.
0: Yeah, I was just, even before you said that, I was thinking, okay, how did he drown suddenly in this river, but yeah. the guy found him right afterwards? That doesn't make any sense because the yeah, only reason you would weird. drown is if something were happening, you weren't a strong swimmer, and then you would probably yell. Or if the current was bad, and then you wouldn't find the body right after. Right. <clears throat> oh, that literally ugh, gave me chills. Like a year almost to the day after... It was right before they closed the case, so didn't oh yeah almost almost a
1: year yeah almost a year you're right. The hike to the summit is about three miles, and it's estimated to take two and a half to three hours one way because it's so like the terrain is so all over the place I guess Mm -hmm. even with this being the most popular trail in Boquete you're pretty much on your own when you get out there and unless you happen to encounter some some of the indigenous people in the area there's like different villages up and down the trail and like in the jungle you might encounter some indigenous people or you might actually well not anymore because unfortunately this dog is no longer with us, but you might've encountered a Siberian Husky named Blue.
0: In the arms <sighs> of the angel.
1: It's, it's not really known if Chris and Lisanne, well, I'll get more into it, but yeah, they, you might run into a dog named Blue, a Husky. Blue's owner, Louis Downer, worked at his family's pizzeria at the base of the trail during the time of the girl's disappearance and according to to louis or Luis, i don't I'm not sure about the pronunciation but blue loved to hike the pianista quote he would he would choose tourists to just go on the trail with them and then return back to me he said blue oh, did this wo- i know he said blue did
0: boy th- blue i love you <laughs> oh my god i have a
1: oh oh i have a photo of blue
0: <gasps> no i'm going to cry but i must see it
1: so he said blue did this once a day every day
0: what a healthy boy. Oh my God, I love him. Isn't he so cute? Look at his face. He looks like a protector, good boy. Oh. I'm so sorry. I'm having an crisis over this dog. And he, I want to be the. We're going back in time right now. Someone get the DeLorean. We're going. And I'm going to go hike this trail, even if I die, just to meet this dog. And I'm going to be like, pick me. Choose me, and he's gonna I mean, be like. I like, feel like and you and, um... should probably,
1: like, probably go back and save Chris and Lassanne first, and then find Blue. <laughs> well,
0: uh, I guess that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about them for a second because look at this baby. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm done freaking out over the dog. Well, I'm not done talking about the dog, so you might not be done
1: freaking out about the dog. So. <sighs> He said Blue did this once a day, every day. There's no way to 100% confirm that Blue was with the girls for their hike on April 1st, but it seems like a good bet because Lewis says on April 1st, 2014, Blue did something really out of the ordinary. He came back down the mountain alone. Quote, I'm not sure if he went up with them, you know, but it's pretty weird that he didn't come back down with anybody. It's the first time he did something like that. Like he would hike up the mountain with people and like bring them back down. He never came back
0: alone, and he did he did that day. Weird, weird. Right. And you would think. I mean, you would think that if something had happened at that point, he might have been freaked out. But I mean, it wasn't like he knew these people. But yeah. Oh, blue, I love you. I know. Can I pet um, that dog? Can anymore, I pet that dog? Unfortunately. Why would you say that to me? It's true. It is true, but ow.
1: <laughs> <Bow> wow! <laughs> I got this information about Blue from the Lost in Panama podcast. While they're interviewing him, he starts to stress how dangerous the jungle is in that area, and not just because of the terrain or the animals. He brings up a woman named Catherine Johannett. Catherine was an American backpacker who had disappeared on the trail about 40 miles from the pianista, and her body was found three days later after she went missing in 2017 she'd been assaulted and murdered in the jungle oh my god Ugh. and apparently things like that happen a lot in the area more than 50 women and girls have gone missing in a 40 mile corridor between Bocas and boquete since 2009 and the
0: podcast came out in 2021 i believe oh my okay i need you to send me a link to that because i want to listen it's good but yeah. wow I, I mean feel like they should have closed the trail off yeah they well, I should've. mean I guess now it makes more sense that someone would have warned them, so maybe yeah. I don't know, but ooh, oh, I've got goose pamps.
1: Those are just the disappearances that we know about, disappearances and right. murders that we know about. So one of the last people to see Chris and Lasanne alive on April 1st is a woman named Martina. She's a member of the largest indigenous group in Panama. It's about 250,000 people. Many of the members of this group live in a small, remote village you can't get to by car. It's about 9 miles northeast of Boquete. To get there, your only option is a 12-hour trek on foot through the jungle. The first leg of that journey is the Pianista Trail. Martina and her family live in a cluster of wooden houses where the Pianista Trail
0: begins, so they would have walked like right past her house. That sounds magical, but also 12 hours on foot. Yeah. That no, I would never leave maybe <laughs> once, and I'd be like, "Carry me, Papa. I don't think
1: they leave unless it's like an absolute necessity. It seems like they're very much like close knit and they don't trust outsiders. I get it the The host of lost in Panama, they found Martina in the same home she lived in when Chris and Sand came through. They approached her and asked her about the two girls she had seen, and um she said, "I did see the two Dutch girls go up the trail." I never thought that they would disappear like that. It was definitely someone who killed them. I don't know who, but it definitely wasn't the river or animals. That's so, really
0: sketchy. The way she like, I'm not blaming her or anything, but the just the way that she said that sounds really sus to me. I guess is the way to put it. I I don't know. Does that sound speak- weird? She's it does. She's
1: speaking a different language when she says this. It's translated, mm-hmm. so I don't know if that would make a difference, but. The official stance of the Panamanian government is that Chris and Lisanne were, quote, dragged to death in a river that's an eight-hour hike from Martina's home down the other side of the mountain and deep in the jungle. Uh, That doesn't make
0: any sense because they were just planning to hike for the day. Yeah. So wouldn't they just go to, especially if they did research, like, wouldn't they just be hiking to a certain point? They wouldn't be like, oh, let's all of a sudden go for another seven or six and a half hours like weird
1: martina also says it's all lies it's all government lies that the girls drowned in the river right after the girls got lost a man who is a local guide named feliciano told me to shut up about this case and not to talk to anyone about the fact that i'd seen the girls and feliciano is the one who reported chris and Lasanne missing (gasps) yeah guilty. i actually found two a kind of recent reviews about feliciano on TripAdvisor because he he like does guided tours still i'm not going to read the entire like all both of them but they're both basically like if you are a european woman traveling alone do not do not be around this guy alone he didn't like hurt them or anything but he'd like made jokes about chopping off one of the girl's <gasps> legs while they're alone together in the jungle and he like tried to flirt with her and like wouldn't stop touching her in the other review, the person basically says that after they did the the guided tour, he started, like, blowing up her phone with messages and texts and calling her all the time, trying to get her to, like, come hang out with him. What a fucking creep. We I do know. not like Feliciano. And he, like, seems to really like tourists. Well, and um, ew, yuck. yuck. Yuck, yuck, yuck.
0: Icky, Gross.
1: So the weather the day Chris and Lisanne passed, the faded marker sign for the beginning of the Pianista Trail was apparently gorgeous. The sun was out, and it was in the mid-70s. The rainy season would begin just a few weeks after their hike. They're both dressed in
0: light clothing, in shorts and tank tops, with good hiking boots. So obviously they weren't planning to hike for eight hours. Yeah. Especially with the one, was it Chris? No. Lisanne. Lisanne. Who was the experienced hiker mountain climber whatever yeah she would not have went out like that
1: yeah definitely Lisanne carried her blue backpack and it had her camera gear along with her camera their passports um, two water bottles around $80 and
0: their cell phones the girls she would have brought more water just saying yeah it's just it's really weird I, I just can't get like I'm I feel very hung up on the fact that they're like oh they got dragged and drowned in this river eight hours from where they saw someone in the woods who was already somehow a twelve hour hike from where they started. No,
1: Mar- Martina, she lives at the beginning of the
0: trail. But didn't you say something about getting in there was twelve hours? She's she's part of that indigenous tribe, but she lives at the beginning of the trail.
1: And then, like, there's different little houses, like, all oh, along okay. the trail. Oh, okay. Sorry. To... I got
0: that confused.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The girls would pass boulders and climb over tree roots. It's rocky and slippery, apparently. And um, one of the sources actually has a couple YouTube videos of someone just walking up the trail so you can see exactly where they walked. And I watched Sounds all like of it.
0: like <laughs> a nightmare for my, my janky knees.
1: It's really pretty, though. There's tight ravines that cut through moss-covered walls on both sides. Based on the timestamp photos recovered from LaSanne's camera. We know that the girls apparently started their hike around 11 a.m. But like I said, the other people said that it was around like 1, 2 o'clock. They were able to reach the summit by 1 that afternoon, according to her camera.
0: That's so confusing. And then I get like suspicious of the host family because if the school... Had nothing for them going on, but supposedly the host family got this email, which would be easy to fudge. And I mean, it was was, 2000. It was
1: one of, I think it was Chris's dad that got the
0: confirmation email. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said the dad of the host family. I am just confusing all of my, good thing I'm asking questions. Okay. So I'm going to send you a few photos. But that, that email could have been fudged to her dad. Yeah. So these are- Also, why am um, I saying fudged?
1: Fudged. These two pictures are- On the hike up to the summit. And then the next two are photos that they took at the summit.
0: Um, And just so everyone knows, Haley is sending me these pictures via text so I can kind of see what's going on. Okay, that one doesn't look too rocky or slippery. That... Oh, I want to walk across that bridge. I have a thing. I love bridges, which is, like, so weird. But I love anything like that, and that is so beautiful. And so is the summit. Oh, they're so pretty.
1: Aren't they cute? All right, so normally when tourists get to the the summit of this trail they turn around and head back down from where they came from to boquete but for some reason chris and Lasan continued down the other side of the mountain which is known as it's basically just used by locals in the area like indigenous people getting to like if they are traveling out of their village and Apparently at that time, there wasn't any, like, signs up there telling you this is where the Peanista Trail ends. Turn around and go back down. Like, don't go any further without a guide. But now after this, they have, like, I think a couple signs up there clearly stating, do not go further without a guide. It's very dangerous.
0: Yeah, so maybe they just didn't know. It's possible,
1: but um, a staff member actually at the language school said to explicitly um, tell Chris and Lisanne that they were supposed to turn around at the summit, but it's possible. I started thinking about it and like, it seems like from the photos that they were just like having the best day and they were, they were in the best spirits. And they were like, I feel like if it were me, I'd be like, let's keep these good vibes going, you know, let's keep walking. We're having such a good day. I don't want to go back yet. You know?
0: Right. Like, what else do we have going on? But also, were they explicitly told that? Just this whole story about, like, they were told all these things and they seemed like two very intelligent, like, well-rounded human beings that they would just keep going. And I mean, it was beautiful enough and I feel like it's a big enough place that they could have found somewhere else to hike as well. So, I don't know. I feel like if they knew, they probably wouldn't have done it.
1: Yeah, it's possible. The first photo, which is photo five o five, was taken at one twenty p m and it was twenty minutes after they'd left the summit and At this point, they still had cell service and I'm sending it to you right now, Sam, but it's okay. this one is kind of spooky like it's I'm gonna post Ooh. all of these obviously, but it looks like chris sh- she's like off in the distance and there's really dense jungle around them, and um she's like turned around with her hand over. Her eyes. I don't, it don't. I don't know what she's doing. Her face looks scary in this picture.
0: It does. It looks. I. I don't see her hand over her eyes. I see her like. Oh she, no! Like it is a, over her eyes. Yeah. But it's yeah. her right hand, and she's turned to the right, looking back like she's saying something. Yeah. Oh, it is. It's very eerie. And it is. The terrain is super rocky.
1: Yeah. Wow,
0: and like, that's did they have dense. to walk through that? Right, because it's just that dark, dark area? after that yeesh
1: yeah like it's so, pretty
0: but scary
1: yeah i wouldn't want to walk that alone so, okay so after this photo at one thirty-nine p.m 19 minutes after this picture they had officially lost cell service and it never reconnected again the next two photos were taken i know
0: i know i'm sorry oh, it's giving me the chills and like i'm in the back room so i can see into like the backyard i'm like <laughs> So the next two
1: photos were taken at, that, at 1.39 that same day. The location is at... Hold on. I'm trying to do two things at once.
0: <laughs> the location is at... <laughs> <laughs> what is the this, loca- Spongebob?
1: Basically. The location at the stream is almost an hour down the wrong side of the summit, heading away from Moquete. And Ooh, these are... So pretty. Right? These are the last
0: normal photos taken on Lisanne's camera. Okay, so the more that you're talking about this and that photo that you showed where um, she was turned around and looked scary like that, I am remembering this case a little bit more. I don't know many of the details, but I am covered in chills right now. Yeah. I'm gonna have to get a stuffed animal.
1: <laughs> I am gonna kind of get into some of the theories about what might have happened. Hopefully it's not too like confusing or boring, but it's fascinating to me. So
0: It will be fascinating if it's confusing. I shall ask the questions
1: perfect so it's unknown exactly what happened after this some theorize that they walked off into the jungle off the path but that doesn't make any sense because the jungle would be absolutely impossible to get through without a machete or some kind of equipment and they were dressed in tank tops and shorts like why would they go into the jungle
0: like that right and the fact that they even went down the other side like f- from the photos it looks like they did that voluntarily and they yeah. were sticking to, like, relatively open spaces. So why yeah. would they try to trek through something they weren't prepared for, again, when Lisanne was an experienced hiker?
1: Yeah. There were a couple, like, motivating factors that could possibly be the reason if that is what happened. So the first one is fear. The threat of danger could have scared them into the jungle... Like, going into the jungle is definitely a risk, so if that's what happened, the danger that scared them into the jungle would have been, like, horrifying.
0: Right, and, like, and hiding then, in the jungle would have been easy to do, especially yeah. if you were being chased by a human. Now, an animal, not so much because of, you know, scent tracking and all that, but if it yeah. were a human that were causing the danger, hiding in the jungle would be easier.
1: Yeah. And then the second one would be Desire, which like someone, they could have met someone on the trail and they could have been lured into the jungle to see something interesting, like a cave or a cool swimming location or like a zipline, you know, something really fun. Cause they they seem super adventurous. And I think if they were to veer off, I feel like that would be the one, you know, in my opinion, it could also be fear. I don't know. We'll never know. I don't think, but, um, it also could, I know it could also be a mix of, the two, maybe some kind of danger was present and they were pressured to do something that seemed to be safer or more beneficial, or maybe that one of them was injured and they entered
0: the jungle trying to take a shortcut, which that doesn't make any sense to me. Right, if they didn't know where they were going, how would they think? I mean, this is coming from the directionally challenged person. I personally would turn back around and go the same way that I already came because I am directionally challenged. That's common sense. Right, I don't know. Okay. Give me more. (laughs) (laughs)
1: The key problem
0: with all of these
1: theories is that it's simply too hard to move around in the rainforest, especially without a machete or equipment. Like I said, if they were trying to go get away from someone or something, they would have made a lot of noise trying to get through the the thick jungle.
0: Mm. If they were going
1: to, yeah, if they were going to do something fun, why wouldn't there be a trail to it?
0: Right. And how would they know about it other than someone luring them? Oh, my only, my only other thing that popped in my head was like drugs. Maybe they were on mushrooms or something like that because you never You're know what up people bit. are doing. Can you hear me now? Yeah, but your my only gone. other Oh, let me. I mean, you can you can keep going. I can hear okay. you clearly now. Okay. Um, I can hear clearly now. The video's off. Um doo-doo-doo. Like if they were doing drugs or something or someone offered them drugs and they just were trying to be adventurous and have fun and they got confused or scared that way. That kind of popped Maybe. into my head, but they didn't seem like the type of people who would. But then again, you don't know Yeah. beyond what other people knew. So it's a possibility. I don't really lean towards that, but it's
1: definitely a possibility. I think. Right. Assuming that they stayed on the path... They would have passed a second stream about twenty minutes after the stream and the the last quote normal photos of the day. Fifteen minute minutes
0: <laughs> fifteen minutes <laughs> Oh your video's back, yay. Yay, you got to see me say minutes. <laughs> fifteen
1: minutes from the second stream is a cow paddock area, which is thirty five minutes from the first stream photographed. And I have a couple pictures of that too.
0: Are there cows in the picture? Yes. Yeah! <laughs> I love <laughs> I love dogs, but I also love cows. But cows are the dogs of the farm, just in case anyone was wondering.
1: So they would have reached the cow area, and then another 30 to 45 minutes would have brought them to vast, open patches, fields, and mountainous terrain.
0: So are really the only photos that we have of, like, a single person doing something of chris because lisanne was taking the pictures there's a couple pictures of lisanne that <gasps> oh my god sorry i just got the pictures
1: you're good there's a couple pictures of lisanne like at the summit they they both took pictures of each other but that's about okay. it for lisanne or they took pictures together
0: oh my god those cows are so cute and this is fucking beautiful dude right like just vast like fields and like all sorts of regular trees and evergreen trees and bam a palm tree like I know. what? They're really high up there. Look at all that fog on the mountaintop. Oh, sensual. (laughs) It's so pretty. Everyone needs to go look at these pictures. Please make sure to put the cow picture as one of the highlights on the Facebook or the Instagram post because it is gorgeous. And oh my God, I love cows. Some of them are laying down. (gasps) There's a baby
1: oh i forgot to tell you well i think i sent you the video but in the youtube video of someone walking on the trail there's like a cow sitting in the middle of the trail that just like watches them walk
0: past i okay you did send me that i had no idea it was related to this i feel like you sent me that like two weeks ago i've been researching this for like two weeks <laughs> yeah oh my god yes you have wait where's the, maybe i can find it that's uh okay so
1: like i said we don't know what happened for the rest of that day um, but we, what we do, I'll get more into like their phone calls and stuff that they made, but they, they, their first emergency phone call was made around like four 39 that night. And it's weird because it was still light out if they were lost. Why didn't they just turn around and go back where they, like where they come from?
0: You know what I mean? Right. Although if you're, you know, if you really don't know where you are. Or say they did get scared and kind of, like, chased, then they really wouldn't have been aware of their surroundings. I don't know. I feel like if that were me and I had gone off the beaten path and possibly passed through the jungle or gone on this trail, I probably would be nervous about trying to turn around, too, especially when it's, like, 5 o'clock. It's... what It was, what, April? So the sun's still setting while they're in Central America. Let me do some fucking math in my head. I don't know what time the sun would have been setting, but... It could have know. been nerve wracking if they had already hiked if they really did start the hike around like eleven and it's four thirty, that's already yeah. like five hours. So they would have to have five hours hike back, which would have been almost ten PM. So I, I can see it either way, like just turn around and go. Yeah. But also
1: But also Lasanne had Google Maps on her phone, which can't you you can use Google Maps offline. Like you can't search for a location but
0: you can look at the map. Well it might not load. That's true. Um, it And also in 2014 I don't know if it was on satellite or not That mm-hmm. was the, That's really the biggest difference With Google Maps Is that it's projected with satellite imagery Because of like Google Earth and stuff It's all connected And I don't think it was in 2014 And mm-hmm. most of the time You can only like load the locations If you're already actively using it So maybe if they had had it on Like the whole time Like running in the background They might have been able to But if not Yeah I, I don't know, know. So yeah, like I said,
1: I'll get more into the phone calls. They made a couple phone calls attempts that night. But other than that, we have no idea what happened. There's no photos. There's no messages they tried to send. Nothing. Oh God, I hate the
0: unknown. Yeah. Probably more than anything.
1: So the next morning on April 2nd, Chris and LaSanne's host mother said she was, quote, unaware that the girls had never returned from their hike. She assumed that they were sleeping in that morning and left them. Do you hear him?
0: Is it stonks? It sounded like an owl. Oh, I heard him that time. Tell him I said,
1: Meow.
0: Your bitch ass grandmother says, Meow. <laughs> Yo, bitch ass grandmother says, Meow. <laughs> that was great.
1: Picture it. Morning time, April 2nd. Kristen LaSalle's host mother said she was, quote, unaware that the girls had never returned from their hike. She Bullshit. assumed that. Yeah, it's weird. She assumed that they were sleeping they were sleeping in that morning and left them breakfast before leaving for work.
0: Which Even is like if they were two adult women. If you are coming to my home and you are from a different country, that and you've never been here before, and you don't speak the fucking language, and you tell me you're going for a hike, or you're doing whatever, and you're supposed to be back that night, I'm gonna check to make sure that you're back that night.
1: Yeah, she like waited for them to come home for dinner. They never came home, and she assumed they were just staying out partying. And then when she when she didn't hear them the next morning, she assumed that they were just sleeping in.
0: No. Uh-uh. Yeah. Don't like her. What's her name? Miriam. Bitch. I thought Miriam, Miriam was the Miriam. Miriam. No, I thought Miriam was the lady that was at that the trail. That was Martina. Oh, god damn it, M names. I know. Like I said, she left
1: them breakfast before leaving for work and that morning Chris and Lasanne were also supposed to meet their guide, Feliciano, for a tour. <gasps> Apparently. They had an appointment. The day after their peon used to hike. But the the appointment makes no sense to me and I'll get into it it's fishy to me but they ne- obviously never showed up and later that night Feliciano reported them missing and he he claims to be one of the last people to see the girls alive on April 1st at the language school he said quote i saw them tuesday april 1st of this year i saw them at the spanish language school that day in the morning hours that was the only time i saw them after that i didn't see them which is like You don't have to keep repeating yourself.
0: It seems like you're really trying to convince us. Right, and also, you said that, then people said that they went on at 1, but the camera says 11. Also, you're a fucking creep, and also, why did you report them missing just because they didn't show up for their appointment? Did he, like, talk to the host mom or anything?
1: I'm gonna get into, like, that, like, what he did that day.
0: Okay, let's hear about this bastard. So, yeah, so... I'm going to go give him negative five on Yelp so he can suck it. Hell yeah.
1: So uh, later that day on April 1st, the day that the girls um, left for their hike, Feliciano claims that he got a phone call from the Spanish language school. One of the school employees called to make a last minute appointment for Chris and Lisanne to tour a local farm. He said, quote, they called me to tell me that the two young women I had seen at the school wanted to go to Mr. Filo's farm. I didn't have any commitments the next day, so I told her I'd pick them up at 8 a.m. the next day at the school. That's what we agreed on. This is the appointment that Kristen and Lisanne didn't show up for. The whole reason they'd been reported missing in the first place. By the time this appointment was made, the girls were already long
0: gone on their hike. They were not the ones to make the appointment. How would they have known? Right, right. And... They had already like made plans for the whole week, didn't you say that they had like by that? So why would they last minute be like, let's go tour this farm at eight in the morning?
1: Yeah, it it makes no sense to me. Why would the language school schedule this tour for Chris and Lisanne without telling them? And then the whole reason they were on the hike of the pianista was because the language school told them they weren't ready for them.
0: So why are they scheduling? Right. Why are they even like they have nothing going on for them? And then they're helping. I, yeah. the, the school seems really fucking fishy to me. The whole, I, f- the whole thing.
1: I feel like Feliciano made that up as a reason to report them
0: missing. Cause then you report them missing and you look like the good guy. Yeah. So
1: when Feliciano arrived at the school on the morning of April 2nd, he was greeted by one of the school employees, Eileen, who wanted to tag along on the tour. After they waited at the school for a while and the girls never showed, they got worried. Feliciano was friends with Chris and LaSanne's host family, and he knew that the two girls were staying there. So That's he and I. That's fucking
0: sketchy. I know. How many other fucking people have they hosted? Exactly. I don't know. That's my first thought is like, he's friends with this host family. Are they in on it? Especially with her being like, oh, I don't know where they are, they just host beautiful young European women yeah and he is a predator so he knew where they
1: were staying so he and Eileen showed up looking for them and when nobody answered the door he called Miriam the host's mother and she told him that there was a key in the garden they got the key and unlocked the door and found that the girls hadn't stayed the night in their room and I think I have a few pictures of their room
0: so why did he just show up there Instead of calling in the first place. call and also, I... like, he's like, Wait. oh, they went to go, f- go to the host family's house to find them, and when no one answered the door, like, why wouldn't you call the host family? You know what I mean? He did. But why wouldn't you do that first? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. My Probably... first thought no. is that I'm going to go show up.
1: Actually, I actually kind of wonder. I obviously, like, don't know what happened, but it makes me wonder if he wanted to be in the house so he could, like, Fuck something up in their room, or like take something out, or like put something in there to lead them elsewhere, or like,
0: oh, you know, that yes, that makes sense. Yeah, too many options. Don't allegedly, wait. Did you send me a picture? allegedly,
1: allegedly. I'm not saying that's what happened. I'm just saying allegedly. Alleged. I don't have a picture. Oh poop! I don't have it saved. There there are photos of their room that you can find, and I, I'll send them to you later. But
0: okay, because I don't just want like, to look them up right now and get distracted.
1: Yeah, it's just like a normal room, which is, like, there's stuff everywhere, basically, (laughs) and, uh, they hadn't stayed the night in their room, so Feliciano claimed he wanted to contact the police immediately, but Eileen stopped him, convinced him to wait and see if they showed up, which, like, is so fucking stupid. You know that they went on a hike yesterday and did not stay the night in their room.
0: And they're from somewhere else, and you know nothing about them. It's not like they're runaway teens or something stupid, like, they would spin it. Yeah. They are literal visitors tourists to this area who went hiking on supposedly one of the most dangerous trails where also supposedly people warned them not to go by themselves and then they did and then they didn't come back and you're like no let's not call the police come on eileen i read in one of in the blog
1: that i'll have linked that before this happened, it was, it was never really, like, no, the trail was never really, like, notoriously dangerous. It seems like the narrative kind of changed after the girls went missing and they, it was ruled an, um, an accident. Like, the government wanted people to think that it was this crazy dangerous trail that, like, nobody can really hike on. But it's actually, like, not that bad, apparently.
0: But then people warned them, bef- supposedly, again, warned them before. Yeah, supposedly. That's so weird to me. Because yeah. that first picture you sent me, the trail didn't look too bad at all. It looked almost like yeah. a cow trail. Like people would guide their animals or whatever down it. So it really didn't look that bad until they got down the other side.
1: Exactly. And in the video on YouTube of the trail, it looks a little rocky in some places, but like it's not horrible looking. Unless it's mm. like the rainy season, they get like tons and tons of like torrential
0: downpour but you're not gonna go hiking in that so right and you can see in the pictures how nice it was yeah so interesting but please continue so
1: they decided not to call the police and they went on their scheduled farm tour
0: instead why are you going on a tour of a farm when you can do that anytime and these girls are just missing when the girls hadn't shown up shown back up
1: that evening Feliciano and Eileen finally went to the police and reported Chris and Lisanne missing at this point it was 12 hours after Feliciano suspected the girls were in trouble and it'd be another 12 hours before the the searching could begin the next morning so they were they were out there all night that morning he suspected they were in trouble 12 hours he reports them missing and then they they don't start searching until the next morning So, like, if they're actually, like, lost or, like, hurt or something... Sorry, I'm, like, talking over you, but... No, um, you're
0: fine. That's, like, precious time. Right, and I think it's really convenient, too, that it was Eileen who said not to call the police yet. And also that they waited until the evening when it's kind of like, oh, well, we can't search until it's light out. So there's more time for, you know, whatever else to take place If something, you know, if they were in cahoots with someone or if they wanted to make it look like an accident.
1: Yeah. And something of note is that Eileen left Boquete for Germany soon after reporting the girl's missing. It's unknown how much she knows, but it's super suspicious that she left the area that quickly. Did they never talk to her again? Not that I know
0: of. (gasps) What the fuck? You get her on the fucking phone. I know, right? You get her on Zoom, not Zoom, Skype or whatever. It's 2014. Germany has (sighs) Wi-Fi.
1: I don't know. Oh, no. The next morning on April 3rd, Feliciano rallied friends and fellow guides to help search for the missing girls. Eileen mentioned she'd seen them looking at a trail map for the Peonisa Trail on April 1st. And like I said, internet searches for the trail were found on the school's computer. It was their best and only lead.
0: So do we know that they went to the school that day before they went on the hike? Like, is that confirmed? Because that just seems like why they... So the 30th of March, they went out and did whatever. Yeah. And figured out what they were going to do for the week. Why did they go back to the school again if they had already kind of planned things out? We don't know for sure
1: that they're the ones that even searched for the trail. Right. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, but they were there if we can, I mean, from their photos, you can confirm that's where they were, but yeah. Weird. Was he, was Feliciano searching the trail to see more information about where he could, you know, well, he's, he's like, like
1: he's an experienced guide. He goes on that trail all the time. So like, he doesn't really need to search for that kind of stuff.
0: So it was, it could have been more of a cover up. Okay. Yeah. Or it could have been them. We don't know. right. I don't know. It just seems the the whole lineup seems weird to me. Yeah. I've got Feliciano, my detective cap on. I know, me too. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: so like I said, Feliciano is a he's an experienced guide and he knew about the local trail past the summit and how dangerous it could be to someone not familiar with the area. So the group of searchers went up the pianista to search for Chris and Lasan. Cinepoc got involved with the search, which Cinepoc is basically like the FEMA of Panama, a government organization that does like search and rescues. Okay. They got involved with the search on the morning of the 3rd. And according to the former head of Cinepoc, the investigation got off to a slow start and it never really recovered, costing the missing women and search teams precious time. Apparently the investigation was a disaster despite two strong tips and internet search history pointing them to the Pianista. Cineproc didn't want to rule out other possibilities in the early days of the search. Many people began to speculate that the missing girls were in different, different areas around the mountain range, which was a massive mistake, obviously. Investigators couldn't completely confirm that Chris and Lisanne had entered the Pianista until they interviewed witnesses who lived near the trail. But those interviews didn't happen until several days after the search began.
0: What the fuck? Yeah. We know that this is where they were going hiking. Multiple people knew about it. Yeah. Why wouldn't you start there, first of all? And why would you assume that they separated? That doesn't make any sense.
1: Yeah, it doesn't at all. Unless
0: it was accidental. And they got, like, separated that way. Mm
1: -hmm. But what?
0: Like... (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. god the government sucks everywhere i know <laughs> time and resources
1: had been wasted looking everywhere but the pianista some actually began to speculate oh this pisses me off some people actually began to speculate that chris and Lissand weren't in the jungle at all according to the former head of cineproc many people didn't take the situation seriously and thought they were just out partying continuing to dismiss them until things got even more serious
0: What is it?
1: I can't stand people people.
0: assuming that young people just go party. And also, we knew that they were going to this place. That was something that was actually confirmed and multiple people had warned them not to do it. So why didn't we look there first? Why didn't we go ask the pizzeria guy first? Why didn't we ask Blue the dog what the fuck? (laughs) Blue. I, I... I just yeah. don't understand. Well, I I understand that they were covering something up. Something That's what it seems. Something like. smells very fucking fishy here, and I'm yeah. I'm very mad right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so during the time of the search, Chris and Lasan were all anyone could focus on in Boquete. Missing posters plastered every open surface, asking anyone with any information to come forward. More and more volunteers joined the search teams. The host of Lost in Panama spoke with a man named George, a Boquete resident who's an American expat, which is like, do you know what an expat is? I had to look it up. Um, I know it stands for expatriate. A person who lives outside of their native country. He's a Boquete resident, and they talked to him about what it was like in town when the news broke about the missing women. He said... Mm -hmm. Quote, I lived not too far from the trail where it started. All the people in town were talking about it pretty much 24-7. He said the early days of the search were hindered by terrible rain. And he remembers being especially concerned that nothing turned up after a few days. Quote, usually when people get lost, they find they find them or they find something. But after days, we we kind of knew that something really bad happened. I knew that, you know, they were in serious trouble.
0: They, right, you didn't find anything. They searched for days because... and found Nothing. It's crazy. Because you didn't look in the right place. Even after they started searching the trail. My other question I was thinking is if this Lissandro, what was his name? Feliciano. (laughs) Lissandro. What was his last name? Gonzalez, I think. Fuck, that's not even close. But if (laughs) Feliciano was a local guy that knew so much about the area and knew they were going, why wouldn't he be like, hey, maybe I can take a search party out this way? Yeah, like I don't like this motherfucker, and the fact that he's still around and is still a guide just really. I know. I'm.
1: I just like. I kind of feel like I maybe shouldn't have included his full name because he's still and around. You could
0: find it out there, anyways. And this, I mean, with how much you're telling me about this case, there's a lot of info. So, yeah. I mean, that's true. if something hasn't already happened to him, I doubt that anything would now, and it definitely wouldn't be because of educate me, Papa. <laughs> I don't know. Haley and Sam told me to come find you, motherfucker.
1: <laughs> Ground searches continued, even in the heavy downpour. Feliciano led a search team down the exact trail Chris and Lasanne took beyond the pianista. They covered the entire six hour hike and searched the pianista twice. Like I said, both times, they found absolutely nothing. According to Feliciano.
0: Which is what? like he's like The so, exact he- trail and you found Nothing. Did they take search dogs? Did they do anything like that you would do? They did in end up. Commons... They ended up using dogs at some point. I don't remember where what, when exactly. You're searching for a missing human being, and you have search dogs. Why are you not deploying them immediately, especially in the fucking jungle? Yeah, I'm taking over this fucking. Department. I'm just going to go down there. I'm going to walk my happy ass down there from here to Central America. I don't... The Panama Canal rises and falls, whatever. We learned about that in school. I will cross it. <laughs> I will I will get there. And I'm going to be like, give me all your dogs. Tell me who your best employees are. I'm firing them because obviously you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I'm going to hire Haley. I'm going to hire Megan. I'm going to hire Logan because he knows, like, trees and shit. <laughs> <laughs> he just, he's our tree expert <laughs> He's our tree expert And like he can You know north is where the moss grows and all that shit And I'm gonna Take all your dogs and tell them they're good babies And then we're gonna do this the right way Like hell yeah I, I'm down I don't understand It gets even more frustrating Oh my god I can't
1: handle it I'm gonna explode Yeah, In an interview Feliciano said that he suspected Foul play But he also allegedly threatened Martina to keep her mouth shut,
0: which makes zero sense. Sounds like you're the foul play here, my (laughs) bro. You look a little bit like a bird, you fucking foul. You are foul. (laughs) You are foul.
1: (laughs) If Feliciano truly did hike the entire trail up and down the mountain twice... That would indi- indicate that Chris and Lisanne had gone off trail. So the obvious next step would be to search the jungle, right? Right. Div- divide it into sections and search every inch of it. But that's not Get what the happened. the fucking dogs out. They didn't search the jungle. For some reason, Cineproc never searched the jungle. They just searched the same trails over and
0: over again, hoping that Chris and Lisanne would just show up. Literally the definition of insanity. Yeah. Doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. That's like when I lose something and I swear I put it in my purse and I look in my purse and I dump it out and put everything back and then go back and look at my purse again. It's not yeah. fucking in my purse.
1: Yeah. It's so fucking frustrating.
0: And like I don't know obviously what the relationship the townspeople had with like the indigenous folk and stuff, but if that were me, I would try to talk to them and recruit them and be like, Hey, you know this land and this jungle better than anyone can you help us find these missing girls? From what I read,
1: a lot of the indigenous people, they don't trust, like, police or, like,
0: government officials. They're the smart ones.
1: Yeah. But another thing is, like, I don't know, like, how sparse, like, the indigenous houses houses and, like, tribes, like, the villages are. But, like, nobody saw them. Nobody heard them. Right. It's weird.
0: It's It's very it, weird and, like with them being near that farm too they were obviously people had to be some i mean that farm could have been acres and acres for all we know but someone had to be somewhere yeah and obviously they were
1: so there's there was this one incident um that might have been them but it's never been confirmed but on april 5th the same day feliciano's team walked the full trail a second time cineproc logged a report of women screaming near the summit A 28-year-old German named Marcus told investigators he heard women crying for help and saw two men hiding in the trees. I'm getting chills. He ran away, fearing for his life. When police returned to the area Marcus had described, they
0: found nothing except for the water bottle Marcus had dropped when he ran. Oh, that's like so many thoughts in my head. Like, so those, it could have been them. It could have been other women that needed help that we just don't know what the fuck was happening. Who knows who the fuck those men hiding were, and I understand that person fearing for their life, but also I feel like if you're a man, it would have helped a little bit, but also like the idea of him just hearing things, like you think, I think about like Appalachia and people like hearing things in the woods and it's, uh, oh god. I I gotta switch my headphones real quick, these ones are dying. Okay. I'm sorry I keep interrupting and saying so many things. No,
1: no, you're good, I want you to. I want to know your opinion.
0: Okay. She back. Okay, I hear you now.
1: <laughs> Thank okay, God. Use
0: the volume on and everything. Yeah. Okay.
1: I didn't find anything else about Marcus or like I don't know if he's done any other interviews or whatever, but it's just like obviously they never confirmed that these women were them, but like if it, it seems like it was never really taken into consideration in their investigation, you know?
0: Right, and it's it's weird too that it happened and like. It feels like it was breezed over. Like, it's like a common
1: thing, it seems like. That's how they treated right. it. Mm, women screaming, whatever. Well, yeah. And two men hiding in the trees.
0: <laughs> I know where you stand. Silent in the, trees. in the trees. By
1: April 6th, the parents of both girls still hadn't heard anything from them, which was completely out of character for both Chris and LaSanne, Quote, they would never go away for that long without letting us know, said LaSanne's mother in an interview. So they got on a plane along with detectives from the Netherlands. Soon after, Chris and LaSanne's parents offered, oh my god, I never stopped, I never finished typing that sentence. They they offered like a $30,000 reward, I think.
0: Oh my god.
1: For information, and nobody ever offered anything.
0: Oh my god, that's insane they hopped on a plane just Uh, five days after
1: yeah so that really shows like Chris and Lissanne, they would not just be off partying and not checking in with their parents like they checked in every single day multiple times a day right wow oh my god and there's this photo of one of their moms I think it was I think it was Chris's mom I might be wrong but she's like she's kneeling down petting one of the search dogs and like crying and I saw that and I was like my heart broke for her. My heart. Oh, God. That makes me want
0: to cry. I know.
1: All right. So on April 8th, this is where this is the part of the case that hooked me when I first read it. Um, on April 8th, 90 flash photos, which were are referred to as the night photos in a lot of the articles, were taken on Lasanne's camera between the hours of 1.30 a.m. and 4 a.m. And a lot of the photos are dark, but some show shadows of dark landscape. But we'll get more into the photos later. I'll, like, talk about them. April but, 8th. Yes, April 8th. Okay. By mid-April, with no leads, Cineproc made the decision to scale back the search. With the rainy season in full swing at that point, Cineproc officially called off the search on April 14th. They they went missing on the 1st. Called off the search on the 14th. That seems like a really short amount of
0: time. Right, especially when they'd only been searching one fucking trail. I know. Let's just, let's go hiking for 13 days and then say, fuck it. Like what?
1: Oh my God. Yeah. That's like just shy of two weeks after Chris and Lisanne disappeared,
0: which is, and especially with that, that report of the girls screaming. Right. Wouldn't you be searching for something? Yeah. Who cares if it's the rainy, like I get it. You don't want to lose anyone else and there needs to be safety, but okay. They're missing. And you think that they might be out in the fucking jungle. Aren't you concerned that they're going to get injured? Like don't you have special equipment and shit for this? I know. Urgh. So they, the,
1: the former head of Cineproc described this decision as an outrage. He believed that Chris and Lisanne were likely alive for days, even weeks after they disappeared. Clean drinking water is abundant in the jungle, and the women could have found shelter to stay out of the cold and the rain. He's adamant that if the women had the strength and the resolve to find their way out, they would have kept walking, kept fighting. But just 11 days... After the search had begun, it was suspended. If Chris and Lisanne were, is still in the jungle,
0: they were abandoned and on their own. Oh my god, and if those pictures were taken on the, taken on the 8th, they'd already been out there for a week. And yeah. then, so 8, 9, 10, 11. Three days after yeah. the last, or whatever, those those pictures were taken. Yep. Oh, that makes me so mad. So, two months
1: passed after Chris and Lisanne disappeared, the official search was over, but the memory of the girls left a, a dark cloud over the town. Two tourists vanished into thin air, no leads and no explanation. But then, at 8.25 a.m. on June 12, 2014, two and a half months after Chris and Lisanne went missing, the Boquete pl- police station got a phone call. The man on the phone informed police that his friend's wife was in the Changanola River and found a small backpack beneath the undergrowth and stones. Among the belongings inside the backpack was an insurance card with the name El Froon, which is Lisanne. Mm -hmm. Someone had found Lisanne's backpack at least 14 walking hours away from where the girls were last seen with some of their belongings still inside. Oh my god. Ugh. Yeah.
0: Hidden. Like, did they hide it to keep it safe? Well, why would... It was in the river. Oh, I thought you said hidden under some brush and she was like by the river okay okay
1: um some of the items in the backpack were $87 in cash Lasan's camera along with the camera cover battery and memory card an empty plastic case two pairs of sunglasses two bras one was solid black and one was black with red and pink flowers Lasanne's insurance card both of their phones Something of note is that Lysanne's phone didn't have the SIM card or a memory card in it anymore. To me, it's like, did... Later on, we'll get into it, but Lysanne's phone died a lot sooner than Chris's did. So my thought is, like, did something happen to Chris? And Lysanne took her memory card and um, SIM card out of hers and tried to put it into Chris's phone,
0: but it didn't work, and then she just... Those just are gone now. Right. Or... And did they pull everything out of chris's phone and like find that it was actually chris's sim and memory card i think so yeah because i mean if you want or even if they were still together and you wanted to use it but i feel like she wouldn't just get rid of it
1: i mean maybe i don't know maybe she just like didn't really or maybe she had them in like her pocket or something i don't know yeah
0: i don't know that's weird
1: so a few more things that were in the backpack there was a lock there was a key with a key um ring attached Two phone cases, a candy wrapper, one water bottle with a small amount of water in it, which they set out with two water bottles. So I don't know what happened with the other, the other one. Two seashells, likely taken from the quote fairy tale island they'd spent the first few weeks at before coming to Boquete. My
0: my thing with the water bottle is they said that um shit. What was that guy's name? Feliciano. No, the hiker that heard the screaming.
1: Oh, Hudson. Marcus.
0: Marcus. <laughs> I don't know where God's in from. Was that water bottle really Marcus's or was it one of Because if it was just yep. a plastic water bottle Maybe how do you identify that? That's true. Yeah.
1: And I I just remembered this part that I read last night but I didn't put in here. But while they were doing well, between this time between the time of them missing and finding the backpack, um, a man who was hiking found this plastic like grocery bag and it had empty food wrappers and stuff, and it had the sole of a shoe, a left shoe, and it had a couple strands of, like, red hair in it, so it was thought that it might have been the girls that left it there, but it it was never confirmed, so. (gasps) All right, so after the backpack was found, searches began all over the area. They found articles of the girls' clothing a few miles from where the backpack was found, and, um... About eight years after the girl's pass, photos of Chris's jeans actually um, were leaked, and they had numerous holes in them. Some of which were new holes that didn't exist prior to her disappearance, which you can see in the photos. It's not known what caused the holes. In one of the photos, it's clear that the sizable hole was that a sizable hole was inflicted on the shorts, possibly from a fall that Chris experienced in the jungle. Chris's shorts were found caught in a tree that was partially submerged in a waterfall on the Serpent River, which is a, it's the same one that they found the backpack in. I'm pretty sure it's just like Weird. you know, it has a couple different names, but right. <clears throat> official reports stated that the jean shorts had no trace of bodily bodily fluid and no skin cell type skin cells of any type. They had some dirt on them, and the shorts were found three miles from where Chris and Lissane were hiking. And there there is a rumor. That the shorts were found by the river, neatly folded. That's not true,
0: as far as the police reports say. Mm -hmm. Weird to me that they were found in a waterfall with no skin cells or bodily fluids, but somehow dirt was still on them.
1: Yeah, that was weird to me too.
0: That's, yeah, that's fucking sketch.
1: Yeah. So the backpack was found on a riverbank near the village of Alto Romero, and like I said, it's, it's roughly 14 hours by foot from the summit. Irma Mirando found the backpack, and she says she and her husband were renting a rice paddy by the river where the backpack was found. Um, the host of Lost in Panama interviewed a local private de- detective named Martin trying to make sense of the backpack. He's been investigating the case since the beginning and says the backpack is a, is a huge piece of the puzzle that doesn't make any sense. Irma's story and her husband's do not line up irma says her husband was at home when she found the backpack and she went home to show him but her husband says that he was right there at the rice paddy right next to the river which at first it seems like a minor detail but according to martin the distance from the rice paddy to their home is a two-hour walk which is a pretty big
0: discrepancy like yeah that that is and especially if the rice paddy's close to the river
1: yeah Another detail that puts Martin on edge is the phone call reporting the backpack. The call was made the next morning by Domingo Gonzalez, Feliciano's brother. What? Yeah. But it is, it's important to note, before, before you comment, it's, impor- oops. It's, it's important to know that Feliciano and his family own the land near Otto Romero. They employ several of the villagers. Irma, her husband, works for Domingo. So when she found the backpack, Domingo was the first call before the authorities. But like I said, the um, the indigenous tribes, they don't trust authorities. So maybe that's why they wouldn't have. But it's weird that it's tied back to Feliciano, you
0: know? Yeah, and I can get it. I, I can get it. <laughs> <laughs> I can understand. But at the same time, if that were me and someone wanted to call the authorities, I would say, okay, well, I found it. Let me be the one to do it. Yeah. Regardless of all of that, the fact that it was found on the bank of the river on this land that was owned by his family. Yeah. Which means, you know, searching it, doing all of these things, especially a 14-hour hike away from the mountaintop or whatever, makes it extra sketchy. Yeah. I agree. Like, I don't blame Irma and... Uh, the husband for the husband i don't, know I, don't know what, I don't know what I don't know what her husband's name is um well, good for once we're not hearing the husband's name instead of not <laughs> hearing wives but exactly <laughs> <laughs> feminism um can i just i
1: can I just say that martin the private eye he 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 doesn't believe the backpack was actually found on the riverbank. So I think you and him have the same kind of idea. He believes that that Feliciano, Domingo, Irma, and her husband all conspired to make it seem like Chris and Lisanne's death was an accident. He believes the backpack was planted there.
0: I mean, that would make sense. And especially even if um, Irma and her husband didn't really have anything to do with it, if they rented or like whatever and worked on their land, you've got leverage right there. Yeah. So they could just be innocent bystanders in the whole thing. Yeah, definitely. And and that would make sense as to why the stories didn't match up. Oh, you're going to be at the rice paddy, but your wife's going to be out in the river and your wife's going to do this, and then they get conflicting stories. Yeah. Because it didn't actually fucking happen.
1: Exactly. Another question is, why was the backpack in such great condition after being in the river for two plus months? It wasn't in, like, perfect condition by any means, but it was still intact and one some of the um, damage was one of the backpack straps was partially loose the plastic closures had deep scratches the fabric was discolored in various places and a rectangular piece of fabric at the top right corner was missing the edges of the damage was straight with frayed fabric ends there was a straight tear immediately next to the missing piece which was was a approximately 10 millimeters long one side of the tear is straight fabric and the other is frayed and along with the contents of the backpack the damage in there the sunglasses weren't broken neither was the camera or the two phones the screens were intact the electronics were definitely water damaged but not completely destroyed in this crazy river like how was everything still like relatively intact
0: you know Right, that doesn't make any sense, and the fact that one edge was straight and the other was frayed, it was almost like someone was trying to make it look damaged, so they cut it and then, like, tore it. Yeah. Weird. I don't like that. Irma, what's your story, girl? (laughs) I'll listen to you. I'll keep you safe.
1: Here's a a quote from somebody. I I didn't put who, so whoever said it, I'm so sorry. But, (laughs) although the damage of the backpack is consistent with traveling in, in a river and rocks, the damage is very light and not consistent with a travel of many miles in a wild river.
0: Yeah, no, like the sunglasses too. How were both pairs completely intact? Exactly. Because the bag would have been heavy enough at least to sink a little bit. And yeah. with, you know, especially like, where's Logan? We need him for this. Um, <laughs> Like changing, t- not tides, currents and water levels and shit like that would have made the backpack move and tumble. And just the fact yeah, that's, that's weird. Plus the missing and like, sure. The water would have damaged it, but like the water doesn't have little fingers to press that little hole inside the phone to eject the fucking SIM card. So that's, it's just not consistent at all. I agree. Nothing is consistent. For this goddamn story. And it's making me angry.
1: I've been, now you see why I've been freaking the (laughs) fuck out. (laughs) Remember the, the local expat, George, that, that uh, the hosts of that podcast talked to? Mm-hmm. He said that the condition of the backpack was a huge red flag. Along with other things, he doesn't see how it could have been out in the, in the open during Boquete's rainy season and not disintegrate. Quote, our rainy season, we get 25 to 30 inches a month. So 60 days being out in the rain, heavy rains. I think that was an interesting find. It was too good to be true. Way too late. Like I said before, all the devices in the backpack were water damaged, but not destroyed. Investigators were able to extract data from the phones and the SD card from LaSanne's camera.
0: Mm. And that
1: is where I think we should break for
0: this part. Oh, this is the first, the whole first part? Yes. Okay. What are you thinking? Um, it's already 10 o'clock. Um, I know the plan was to film two parts. I assume this was two parts because... We've on this one we've recorded an hour and forty five minutes, and the beginning part was already like fifteen. No, this would just
1: be part one. Oh my goodness!
0: I I love it. Don't get me wrong. I want to record more, but I don't want to be rude and be like half asleep because I am already yawning. Maybe we could record to this part two tomorrow. What about Sunday? Okay. And I I'm sorry. I didn't think it was going to be this long of parts. I thought you were like thinking an hour apart. No, dude. But I'm very excited and I want to see those fucking nighttime photos. But are don't, you going to make me wait?
1: Yes, do not Google any of this. And that goes I'm for so anybody tempted. listening. If you don't know anything about this case, please do not Google it. I have tons of information I want to give you. And I want you to hear it from me. So. Yes.
0: Haley has worked really hard on this and Haley's passion is true crime. If I die one day, it's probably Haley murdering me it's okay though she has permission um (laughs) but oh my god this has me totally engrossed and i want to hear the rest of it right now but it is past 10 p.m here and i am exhausted
1: sunday and i will i will try to have part two out on either third
0: don't tell them don't tell them no it's going to be a surprise
1: I will have part two out at some point. It's not going to... You're not going to have to wait a full two weeks for part two, but I'm... You can tell them if you want. It
0: doesn't have to be a surprise. (laughs) Because I know you're like, what do I say? We're going to do something special for y'all because we know that anticipation sucks and especially if we did like the every other week thing between the two of us and then you had to like listen to me do something stupid in the middle and then all of a sudden you're like, where the fuck is Haley?" So Haley's is going to release part two on. I'm going to try for Thursday.
1: So you only have to wait to the next okay. day. I'm going to try. If not, it will be Friday.
0: Yes. And I just want to shout out to Haley for doing all this research again. And also being like the editor podcast extraordinaire because she's doing so much work. And I am. You're doing work too. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I know. But I just, you're doing so much more work. And I'm just still a piece of
1: garbage. <laughs> I'm not a piece of garbage.
0: Well, I appreciate you saying I,
1: that. I'm very controlling. I I like having say. I've told you this. I like having say over what is left in and what's left
0: out. Yeah. And you know I know do I mean? too, but I trust you with, with it. And I also think that you have more patience for this. Um, even though I... we both definitely have ADHD, but it's more up your alley and you're just kind yeah. Of good at this type of thing so
1: yeah and I enjoy doing it so especially when well it it does get a little like I don't want to say annoying but like boring when I've listened to the same five minutes of an episode 60 times trying to edit down one spot where like I stuttered over my words and I I'm not like confident enough to leave in my stutter and I want to cut it all
0: out (laughs) oh see and that's the thing is I would be like whatever so I'm glad that you get to do that and have that control. Where yeah. can they find us?
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that should you should you should snip that bit and keep it like in a separate file to add to the beginning of our episodes. <laughs> it's just like do de, 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 in like our intro song and then all of a sudden it's just
1: Yeah
0: <laughs> I'll add it in on random episodes so people get spooked. <laughs> Yes, I love it.
1: At full volume, double the volume. <laughs> you can find us on um, Instagram at Educate Me Papa. You can find us on Facebook at Educate Me Papa, the podcast. You can message us on either of those platforms. And you can also email us at EducateMePapa at com. Yes, and
0: uh, we thank, thank, you, for you, for thank you for listening. Thank you for listening, thank you for listening, thank you for listening, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning into our channel. But we sincerely appreciate all of you listeners. Remember to like, share, subscribe, do all the, smash all the buttons except the dislike one if that's a thing, and help us. Oh, also, uh, I, w- I want to say again, please, I'm begging you, do not look up anything else about this
1: case if you don't know anything about it, because I... Don't spoil it for yourself. I'm going to bust ass to get it out as fast as possible so you don't have to wait long. I just wanted Calm to say that again. Come back for
0: Haley's busted ass. She's going to shake it. If I, find out, if I find
1: out that one of you fucking poppies spoiled it for yourself before <laughs> this episode came out, I'm going to come to your yourself. house. I'm going to come to your
0: house and I'm going to flick you in the forehead. <laughs> really hard. She's going to get some acrylics first. What the- She's going to exercise her middle finger by doing curls. Um, and then immediately after flicking you in the forehead, I'm going to crab walk out of the room and never <laughs> return.
1: <laughs> yeah. So you better listen to your papa and don't And Google like it.
0: I know that we've mentioned this before, but Haley is very tall. So if she comes to flick you in the forehead, you are going to be shocked at how yes. tall she is. It is beautiful. You're going to be in awe. Of her majesty. And then all of a sudden she's just going to flick you and then crab walk the fuck out of there going, yeah! And you're going to be terrified and also just in awe of her beauty. And it's going to be the best and worst day of your life simultaneously. So just don't do it. And if you don't and don't spoil it, maybe we'll give you a hug one day. Probably just me because Haley's not much of a hugger. But I will pretend to be Haley. I'll put on some little stilts.
1: I'll pat you on the back and say... Congrats. (laughs) Congrats.
0: <laughs> or the top of your head if you're short enough.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Congrats.
0: <laughs> all we right, appreciate buddies. you. That was all for today, folks. That's all, folks. Um, Porky Pig See ya. out. <laughs> <laughs> See you for part
1: two, hopefully on hopefully tomorrow, if not Friday.
0: Yes, I Thank was like tomorrow, but I'm less confused now, and um, I'll be here at some time doing something. So yes. I'll be here for that. <laughs> yeah, Sam. Sam has control
1: over the tenth episode, and she's she's has a good plan. So I'm excited for that I'm too. So
0: thinking of doing something special for numero diez, right? Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, seis, siete, ocho, nueve, diez. Yes. Ooh, um, yes. And it hopefully will be something cool and fun and fresh and funky for all you cool fresh funky friends. <laughs> Hell yeah.
1: My brain all right, is guys.
0: shutting down. We have I'm to go before
1: before Sam
0: dies on camera. So <laughs> Unless you wanna see that then stick around. Um I love you all so very much. Alright. Bye, too. Bye.